2: <laughs> there
3: you go uh this is water to me nah uh yeah
2: i forgot to ask uh language should we keep it on the minimum or nope doesn't matter all right
3: nope i have a job and i don't give a shit like we just okay. part this cool. is about f- having fun bro cool.
4: yeah because if philip rivers gets brought up my brother will drop some f yeah. <laughs> oh it's
3: happening it's happening here we go <laughs>
2: In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast.
3: Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast, bringing you another scouting report. This week, we're scouting the Chargers. We got some fun guests tonight. We are with the Charger, Ch- Charger Chat Podcast fellas, Kyle and Kevin here tonight. We're going to be looking into the Panthers away game. They're going to LA. They're 5-1 historically against the Chargers. We don't play them a lot, but when we do, we stomp them. No, I'm just kidding. It's football season, guys, and look, it's time to put a little cheddar on these games. Make some cash. You do that by going to my bookie ag, where you're going to get hooked up if you use the promo code OVERTIME. First time deposits get up to $1,000 in bonus cash for using the promo code OVERTIME at MyBookie.ag. Additionally, the Overtime Network, which the C3 podcast is part of, is ready to put some skin in the game for you guys too. They're going to take one listener from the network who goes and starts an account at mybookie. Uh, and they're going to give that person 500 bucks. Now, how do you get, how do you become eligible for this? You go to my bookie, you make a deposit. You got to use the promo code overtime. And then what you do is you take a screen grab of your, of your deposit and you mail it to overtime at com. And they're going to pick one person at the end of September and send them 500 cash. And then you take that cash and you make some money. Or at least you're going to have some fun with it, right? So the Panthers are on the road against the Bucks. It's minus. They're minus nine. I think the over is the play here personally. You can check out the professor's picks if you want to get a little bit more insight on some plays this week. But go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Overtime. Have some fun. Feel secure about it. Make some loot. uh, (laughs) Overall, we have owned the series, though. Don't forget, folks. Subscribe to the c3 panthers podcast smash the thumbs up button be a part of the community chat look we're here every tuesday night live 9 p.m and we got lots of content coming to you kyle and kevin man thanks a lot for your time tonight welcome to the c3 panthers podcast
2: man thank you and i want to say just off the top in the immortal words of my man forrest gump thanks for having us on your panther potty I appreciate it. I, pre- <laughs> I prepared that. I've been wanting to use oh my a my Gump quote my entire life on our podcast, and it's never come up. And I finally had a reason to use I tell it. You, so thank you, Panther. It was, a, you, it was a
3: box of chocolates. That tell you that it was a whole <laughs> box
4: of chocolates.
3: Uh, the layout right there. Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Good, you guys, uh Charger fans from San Diego, now spread all across the world. Man, welcome to the C three Pants buckets
4: yeah, thanks for having us on. We love talking. Any excuse that we have to get on here and talk about the Chargers, um, we're ready to take it. So thanks for having us on. Yeah, man. Thanks. Yeah, man.
3: Is that so? What we do is every Tuesday night we come live nine p.m. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. If you haven't found it already, Panther fans, but the podcast has gotten incredibly long. <laughs> insufferably <laughs> long and so we have you know is that we grind every gear that's possible but what i've been trying to do is a little shorter form stuff tonight's show is mainly about the chargers but i like how you guys are ready to find out a little bit about the panthers too so feel free to ask me all the questions you need um, but we want to know about you guys we get so focused on our own teams we know every player on the Freaking practice squad, it feels like. We have mm-hmm. dissected every play. We yell at the coaches. We Everything. But sometimes we become so intrinsically focused, we forget to look outside. And that's what we want to know. We want to know about the LA Chargers. You guys are one and one. We're on the road there. Uh, the Panthers are 0-2. I don't think they're as bad as Panther fans say. But the Chargers turned out to be better than I thought they were.
2: It's a flip flop of that to a certain degree. People thought we were gonna be pretty bad, you know, after that first week against Joe Burrow. And then we did what we did last week with a brand new quarterback. And, you know, for our our community, man, the sky's the limit for us right now. Like even after the loss, I've never experienced such like excitement. So it was really an interesting week.
3: It was incredible and surprising to me. I just and look, I'm a history teacher in my normal life. And I started this this year trying to expand our content. It's called basically picking with a professor. I'm trying to beat Vegas, a history teacher who doesn't know anything about gambling, trying to win. I was two and two last week. One of the bets I was most confident about, though, however, was the Chiefs on the road against <laughs> the Chargers. I did yeah. not know about this Justin Herbert mess. Neither did we. <laughs> Holy cow. Tell me what happened. All of a sudden, I look up Justin Herbert's starting, throwing dimes. We have one of our guys who's on the podcast. He loves Justin Herbert. He was high on him. But just walk me through the
4: events leading up to this game. Yeah, so he he randomly popped up on our injury report on Friday. Um, It it was kind of out of the blue. Everyone was like, what's going on? He popped up on the injury report. Um, and then all of a sudden Sunday comes around when he was, he was supposed to be active, ready to go. Um, we come to kickoff, um, 10 starts trotting out on the field. Everyone was taken by surprise. There was excitement, some nervousness. Um, but yeah, I thought to be honest, when I saw him go on the field, I think along with a lot of our fans, we thought it was just like some package. We were trying to catch the chiefs off, off balance. Yeah. yeah, Run a couple plays and then get Tyrod back in there. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, we were just as shocked as anyone else. The only thing that that we knew is that he popped up on the injury report with a limited practice Friday, and and that that was the extent of it. So we were we were just as shocked. Uh, I was just as scared until that first drive when he came out um, all hyped up, excited, and 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 put a, put together a little drive for us there. Some more news has come out
3: recently, but why? Tell us exactly why this homie was starting.
2: Well, I think the big thing that we all learned in the last 6 hours was that Tyrod had cracked his ribs, which they said rib injury, they didn't say what it was. So he cracked his ribs, and then the doctors gave him a shot basically to numb the pain. But the shot they gave him, the risk, they they whenever they go in to give the uh, players this kind of treatment, that there's they tell them there's a risk that something bad will happen. There's a one like 1% chance that we will hit your lungs. So they basically gave him the shot but ended up puncturing his lung. And the dude was not ready to play football. Um, so yeah, they, they, if num- you they have num- a punctured
3: num- lung. they numbed an organ. If you have a punctured lung, I I've just gotta feel like you shouldn't play anything. Yeah, no, yeah, probably yeah. probably other than gonna, maybe yeah, PlayStation. You
4: <laughs> yeah. should focus, you should put all of your energy into not dying. Basically, yeah, yeah. they, <laughs> they breathe they, they numbed his, they they numbed his lung for, for goodness sake. So, yeah, needless to say, he was he was gonna be and now it sounds like he's um the doctors are saying some reports are saying that he should be out um kind of indefinitely for the time being. They they said that he's week to week. Um, But yeah, so he he had a mishap, a medical mishap before kickoff.
3: Is there any chance you guys bring back David Chow now as your doctor?
2: Hell no. All done with David Chow. That's how I tell found me, out I, about I, this thing.
3: Oh, tell me about that, because he is the pro football doc. Come on. Yeah, he,
2: there was always so much drama. I, I don't remember specifically. I just remember there being some stories about how he was a problem in San Diego for us and the amount of injuries we were having and the amount of mistreatments. Right. There was one story I remember about, um, uh, I think it was Philip Rivers going out, um, getting an IV before the game. And then as he was running out onto the field, he realized that the guy didn't take the IV out, so he was bleeding everywhere. <laughs> the it's like his dragging like, along. <laughs> Do your job. What are you doing? So, Bro I, football you
3: know. duck. I've t- I've talked with him, so I'm I'm glad I, he was on my podcast before he started becoming bigger, but still interesting. Yeah. All right. So, Justin Herbert comes in at the eleventh hour, and I do. How much is this? Is I was surprised. I mean, obviously the Chargers' offense was invigorated, right? It it was something different. Okay. Than what we saw. It, and and really, you guys have to be excited about Justin Herbert after that experience. But how much of this was the Chiefs not being prepared for Justin Herbert? Was there any of that involved? Was there a shock factor on their preparation side? I'm trying to figure out why the, you guys gave them so much fits. And obviously, the answer is the defense. Yeah.
4: yeah. and I, yeah, go, go ahead, so Kev. That. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I think that is what it is. We scored 20 points. It's not as if we went out there and hung up 40. Um, so Herbert had a good game, absolutely. Uh, but it was our defense that that really kept us in the game the whole time and gave the Chiefs fits. I mean, we we the big thing was time of possession for our offense, and most of that had to do with our running game, not as much to do um, with Justin. He did have a great game, threw for over 300 yards, pretty incredible, ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, our running game and defense, which is how you beat better teams, you got to control the control the clock um, and be able to get some three and outs, which is what we were able to do.
3: He he injected some life early, though. I know it was the defense. Right. I know the running yep. game is the the, de- the deal. And that's the real story. I understand that. But you guys kind of if you think of it like a boxing match, it kind of came out and punched the champ real quick early. You know, you yeah. landed one on the chin. And I feel like there's a lot of credit that's due. He responded in this moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was big time for that. And and he kind of carried it throughout the game too. Where like I, in the p- recent memory, I don't remember having eight to 10 minute drives. Like that isn't usually our MO, but he was consistently doing that all game long. So like your, your boxing analogy, he just kept with that jab and just kept it going And just really didn't give them a chance to get in rhythm. Um, The only thing the Chiefs offense did to us was Mahomes' legs. That's it. One big play to Hill and just his legs. That was it. And we we kept him out of the end zone. They had to kick three field goals to even make it a game. Harrison Butker. Harrison (laughs) Butker.
3: Oh, (laughs) dude, he's going to dick you right in the butt. And oh, for sure. I tell you it. this. Now, look, is it you guys probably don't know this, but Harrison Booker was drafted by the Carolina Panthers in the seventh round. He went into a kicking competition two years ago. The year he went to the Chiefs. So it was two years, or two or three years. I think it was two or three years ago. He comes the Panthers have a kicking competition basically between him and Graham Gano. Graham Gano is not on the team anymore. I hate Graham Gano. <laughs> we we chose oh not we, our management chose Graham Gano over Harrison Butker. He leaves. He immediately is picked up by the Chiefs and has started a sensational run. And he is a giant dick and a good way for me. I'm I'm cheering for the dude, but he kicked that field goal. Threw his arms up. My man's a champ, bro.
2: Well, he did it three, he did three 58-yard field goals because he got yeah. ice twice. It's like
4: it, – he, he broke the franchise record three times in Three one times game. in Big a row. D like, Harrison
2: Butker. It's crazy, yeah. man. It's it, it's the kicking woes thing. We felt the same thing where we've had guys that sucked for us go other places and are great. Yeah. So it's just – not coo-
4: suck he for no cool us. Right
3: we now. just yeah. – We just misidentified talent. He didn't yeah. suck for us. It's just they didn't have the balls to pick the Butker.
2: Yeah, to was pick the rooks. No, for sure. It was
3: crazy. But all right, so y'all's defense is really a story. Actually, no, it's not just the story. There's two stories to the Chargers from what I am an outsider. You guys are the insiders. I'm the outsider. I see two stories defense, badass. Derwin James, my favorite player who has not played football. And your running game is legit. So talk to me about let's start with a defense. How good are you guys?
2: Kyle's our D coordinator, so go ahead, Kyle.
4: Yeah, so a a lot of our defense, obviously, in the NFL nowadays stems from your pass rush. And I think we have two of the top 10 pass rushers in the league with Melvin Ingram uh, and Joey Bosa. But the surprise of the season so far has been our pass rush up the middle. Um, We brought in Limbaugh Joseph um, from from Minnesota. uh, And also Jerry Tillery, our first-round draft pick of last year, um, has come on the scene hot this year. Made, Got us back really. in week one. Um, he's been uh, getting a lot of QB pressures. Um, so that that has been what's led our defense because we do have um, we obviously with Derwin James going down. Um, Desmond King right now another one of our strong safety kind of nickel corners. Um, he's had a little bit of drama right now with the coaching staff dem- wanting more play. Um, but overall, we're, we're just solid in a lot of spots. Um, How
3: good would you be if you had Derwin James, though? Uh, Insane. Yeah.
4: couldn't explain He's it. Couldn't explain it. He's so the, the good. Thing about-
3: That's the problem. Yeah. He's so good. I yeah. hate to see it, but I I'm, I'm, I go on a radio spot every Friday. I, first of all, I held up the ECU because Linville Joseph went to ECU. He's my – He's our – He's, I love that guy. You're so going to love him. You're going to love him. And you're even getting them in the back end. So if you love mm-hmm. him that much, you could imagine how much the Vikings love him. But yeah. I go on this weekly radio spot on uh, just my buddy, radio show. He's been doing it. It's great. We have fun. And he asked me this. He said, if you could buy one jersey of a player that wasn't on your team, that's active. That was the key because I got some other names of unactive Or inactive old guys, who would it be? I said Derwin James, and he's the greatest player that doesn't play though. It's so sad. He is amazing. You guys would be phenomenal with
4: it. You love Linville Joseph, don't you? Yeah, he's he's that. That's it's just that non-flashy piece of the defense that every team needs. That nose tackle that can take up two blocks and can get pushed when it comes to pass rush time. He's, and he's, he's fast. It. East and to he West, makes he Ingram, is
3: fast. He makes the guys that get paid stars. Yeah, Wait, That's yeah, what it is. Your edge guys would not – I won't say your edge guys won't be, but I would, my guess is this, and I'm not an X and O guy, but without that, those guys have to win incredibly. That ma- He makes their lives so much easier. And I will say this. Look, as an East Carolina grad, I'm an alumni. I live in the town. We've had David Garrard. We've had, um, let me go, uh, Jeff Blake. We've had Chris Johnson, CK2000. We've had, uh, the, I we are not the biggest school, but we produce some damn pros. I think Linville Joseph, though, if he wasn't a D tackle, may be one of our greatest, period, yeah. to go in the pros. It's just not the sexy position.
2: Right. Well, and he's like you said, he's making everyone around him look sexier because yes, you look at yes. what kind of pressures, like Joy Joy Bosa. Right now, they have a they had a stat. Um, I think the he has 17 pressures on the quarterback. The closest person to him right now in the Wait, AFC. Has say that one eight, more time. 17 quarterback pressures in two games.
3: Can I tell you and one stat clo- about the Panthers? As you say that, we What's have you got? we do not have a single sack this season and oh, i think we have only had one qb knockdown shit through two yeah. games wow. so say I'm it sorry one to hear more that, time but i'm also pumped 17 to hear that. pressures yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. by yeah. one 17. person
3: through two games
2: two games 17 oh, a sack goodness. like six Bad hurries news. like so here's the thing if you want to look at like what you guys need to be worried about in my opinion is our front four because we don't need a blitz. That's what we've seen the first two weeks. We There's don't. no blitzing. Yeah. And now we got Chris Harris from the Broncos, and we got all these guys that can drop oh back and goodness. cover everybody. That and is. you tell us about – I want to hear about your boy, McCaffrey, because I have him on two fantasy leagues. He's out. So Three I was weeks, bummed about on. that. But, like, what what is that going to do to your guys' offense? Well,
3: one thing I think it would do this is obviously it's a uh, – it, It ruins our offense in one way. Is right? Is that we have the best running back in the league? He is the best running back in the NFL right now. Can argue that, yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, we can quibble about different things and stuff, but he's complete. Here's the first thing: it's his first injury, his first injury in his career so far. That stinks. The other thing is, it's a high ankle sprain. From we we have not heard a lot about it. We just know this: as he. He sprained it. It didn't look bad. All of a sudden, he's on the sideline. They take him out. He had run a touchdown after it. And then all of a sudden, they're not letting him in the game, which I think is smart by the Panthers. But they've shut him down. They've put him on IR. They said this is – the Panthers have said this, is that this is rebuild. We're rebuild, yeah. and we paid Christian McCaffrey. He is our workhorse. There's no sense in hurting him more. He, we know a player that is a dog we've had dog players before and what I mean by that is Cam Newton will go play through injuries Christian right. McCaffrey will go out there he will make himself worse so we've shut him down, it's going to hurt us in some ways though I think it is. it's a blessing in disguise for Panther fans number one, we're kind of even though we're in a rebuild mode and we are, we actually are very competitive. We're, ve- we're far better than people, even Panther fans, give us credit for. We're kind of in a tank mode. So, why ruin your running back? Why doing this is, is when I say blessing in disguise, one, you take miles off the tires, mm-hmm. right? Is you're sidelining the guy, you're letting him get healthy and this and that. Two, I think it's going to force us to diversify our offense in a way. Yeah. To learn a little bit more about our team and create some question marks for the other team. I don't think we're going to be better without Christian McCaffrey. That is not my proposition. But I do think my secret suspicion Curtis Samuel all of a sudden is a running back. He's a wide receiver, he's from Ohio State. People love him. All of this and that. He's not going to be on the team anymore in the future. He's in his final deal. He's a he's a tweener. Is he a running back? Is he a robber? Who knows? It hurts us. It hurts us. It hurts us. But it helps us for next year. That's kind of my answer. Yeah. Is this is maybe we get Trevor Lawrence? I don't think we're. Why does Christian McCaffrey help us today? No, and a hurt Christian McCaffrey hurts us tomorrow.
4: Yeah, but what, my question is, what does it do to your offense? Obviously, it's like a Derwin James. You can't replace that player. You can't just pick no. a guy up. There's not a guy in your depth chart that you're going to replace it. So do you think that you guys go and, and Teddy throws the ball 30, 40 times this game? Or is it going to be, hey, we're, we're man down. Let's try to grind out some first downs with Mike Davis, big boy, and see what happens.
3: What do the analytics guys tell us? I don't know. We'll maybe learn a little bit about our new coaching staff, right? So we get a new right. coaching staff, Matt Rule, who is, I wouldn't say he's been touted as the a- analytics expert necessarily, but we have kind of had old school dudes before. We had John Fox, we had Ron Rivera, they're the, they're the anti-analytics. And I don't want to dump on them to say that they don't understand numbers and stuff like this. But we bring in this new regime that is kind of the progressive look at football. And we also get Joe Brady, who is what everybody reports to me, the savant. And to be honest, through two games, he's lived up to it. He's been phenomenal. Now, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go reform football and this and that. But I was worried about a 30-year-old's offensive coordinator coming in. Not worried, like he couldn't do it, but can he, is the hype too much? And he has been patient. He's been very balanced. He has not tried to over-madden it. He's not, it's been, it's worked. It's worked. So the analytics guys will tell you that Christian McCaffrey equals one, win a season ultimately or two you know and i don't believe it i think christian mecca if you look at the way he's run i think you put a regular back there they're negative (laughs) yards. he's special he is special so i know the analytics people make sense and but i don't agree with them entirely i don't think we go at least from what Joe Brady has shown us, even we were down, we were down 21 nothing and we did not go pass, past 5 wide. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's I, I have some confidence that will be okay. But I don't know what that truly means being okay mm-hmm. when you're already a bad team.
2: You know So I, I'm just curious like you, you were mentioning like it seems like the fan base is saying that they're you know, ready to kind of get ready for Trevor Lawrence. Is that what you're saying? The vibe? That's so, what
3: everybody wants, baby, because he's South already at Week
2: two? A week two, you guys are already there?
3: I think we were prepared before the season started uh-huh. for that. That was kind of okay. the hope. It was almost, all right, so the Panthers, if you look at our record historically, we're an 8-8 eight eight team. We've mm-hmm. never had back-to-back winning you're preaching, to
4: the, you're preaching to the choir. Right there with yeah. you.
3: We've never had, and listen, in our 25 years or 27 now, we've never had back to back winning years. You know, we'll be 12 and four, then we'll be seven and nine, then we'll be 10 and, you know. And so, what Panther fans have been upset by, or at least some of the harder core ones, is what we call that kind of yuppie mediocrity. And we've been excited now. We love Cam. It's been a it's a hard year for us, bro. It's a hard wow. year for us. We miss. We're our in favorites. a similar situation.
2: We did exactly the same. Our quarterback yeah. forever is gone. So it's a similar yeah. kind of energy it's and vibe. It was hard to deal similar. with. Similar. It's nowhere yeah. similar. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? At least our guy was on the <laughs> field all the time.
3: <laughs> How many playoff wins? I think
2: 12, 6, six, seven. He has not had
3: no six or seven. I believe it's six. I believe it's six. Lies. Lies. I'm, right, I'm the biggest. I am the biggest. And at least a memory, Rivers. we've had at least two in a, the last four years. I'm the biggest Rivers hater in the world, bro. Most overrated. Why, why you
2: got to hate? Why you got to hate on, on right. Philip? So, I'll tell so you. Phillip, tell Phillip you Rivers,
4: his playoff record, his playoff record is four and four. He's 500. He's a Panthers quarterback. He's had four. Built for you guys. He's
2: been
3: there for like 20 years. All right. Here, let me tell you about this. He is the best quarterback through three quarters, and then every fourth quarter I've ever seen in my life, and I'm Catholic, bro. I'm Catholic, so there's no hating on the Jesus part. But he's looking (laughs) up to the heavens, going, "Why did I throw that?" He's looking up like the big, the big screen right there, and he always throws the interception, (laughs) the interception at the end, and he's looking up. He's like, "Huh." And he's almost surprised by it. How is he surprised by it? I don't get it.
4: And the 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 fandom behind Philip Rivers has nothing to do with statistics. It has nothing to do with performance. It's because you fall in love with the man that is Philip Rivers. That's the bottom line. Like he is a leader. It, 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 you watch him play. He, he he played in the AFC Championship with a torn ACL. The guys, he, he's just a, he's a natural leader. You he's want to see him rapper. do well.
3: Yeah. God dang it. I don't know what that means.
4: <laughs> I don't either. I can't explain <laughs> it, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard but to explain. You, you can throw stats at me all day and I'll be like, yep, that's probably true. He didn't play great in the playoffs, but cool I story. still <laughs> am loyal to Philip. Yeah, cool story. <laughs>
3: Dang it's it. Blind- Dang it. Why are we talking? Nah, he's funny. He doesn't curse. That's my joke on the No, nah, all right. Yeah. Part of the reason is I don't like him. He went to NC State. Number okay. two, he is which is our kind of our rival. Um yeah. Russell Wilson also went there, which they released, and then he went to Wisconsin. Um but the the thing with Phillip Rivers is the numbers are great and, and the passing yards are great. That's what it is. Yeah, the he, passing yards are great. Several, he, he holds several. He several record franchise records for us. But I don't want to hear no. shit. Cam took nobodies to the Super Bowl. Cam is incredible. But yeah, how did that Super Bowl
4: go for you guys? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be proud of that Super Bowl. That's like the Chargers Super Bowl appearance. I if don't. Talk we would
3: have had if we would have had a right tackle in that game, we would have won. Yeah, it was off. A but anyway, of- my point is this: is Philip yeah. Rivers? Don't tell me he didn't have talent. No, don't tell me that. My my, my man had offensive talent all day long. So, Phillip Rivers always looking up at the scoreboard, surprised that he threw the fourth quarter interception. And it always makes me laugh. Sorry, we got off a track on that. We got a little off track. No, it's
2: good, dude. You got my blood pumping, dude. I'm like, let's Let's talk about more shit. Why? Is he your
3: boy? Is he like you're going to defend him to the end? Like
2: I've defended him. Oh, 100%. He's like my dad. If you know. It's like my dad. Well, you might off be his film, child
3: film. for all we know. And you might
2: there's be a, a good fucking chance I am. <laughs> yeah There really we, is. The,
4: the thing is, though, the Charger fan base, we're we are um we are not the majority in our love for Phil. There's a lot, there's a big part of our fan base that was ready for him to go. Um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, we're we are where we're at now, and it looks like based on this last Sunday, that our future looks brighter than we had anticipated. All right,
3: let's turn our attention to another. We got, strangely, the Panthers and the Chargers have not played each other much, but our Mm -hmm. storylines continue to converge, right? We got this. For me, it's this Eastern North Carolina thing between Phillip Rivers now, but let's go to this. You guys got, oh, also Linville Joseph, but next... The Panthers and the Chargers had a trade this year.
2: Oh, we did some blood flopping.
3: Russell Okung and Trey Turner. Tell us about, first, Trey Turner dealing with uh, injury in the week one. Hmm. Tell us of the state of your offensive line, A, and B, just a little bit about your thoughts on Trey Turner.
2: Yeah, so our offensive line is pretty much a bunch of guys that we had last year that weren't in starting positions, and bringing Trey Turner in, um re- and brian bulaga really solidified everything um we couldn't keep okung on the field it just wasn't happening um and you probably heard tough about tough year it. for uh, him
3: last year tough year for very him very
2: tough like having like the hem like the what what was it the hemorrhage thing well what he got it, basically got a blood clot right? pulmonary it was pulmonary a pulmonary embolism i think There's that's a, a blood embolism. clot where
3: it shoots into your yeah. lungs
2: like that's terrifying so yeah. It was and just it cra- cripples yeah. you.
3: My dad, by the way, had this... Or so my dad had this... Uh, he had this... What is it? Where you got... God, uh, was it? It's like an intestinal thing. Gosh. Crohn's disease. He didn't know he had it. So he has this giant surgery. It's like this long-ass surgery. It took forever. My dad never goes to the doctor. And this giant surgery is like nine-hour surgery. It's crazy. He's fine after that. Like He's like, oh, I'm a tough guy like this. He had the pulmonary embolism, and that put him down like a babe, like that. Yep. That little rock wow. through his thit, and it lands. That one thing after nine, I was like, God, you had a nine-hour surgery. Through his heart to his lung, it's a big deal.
2: That's scary, man. And we were worried about him. He was the you know, the prized possession of our offensive line at that point. Yeah. Um, and this year's been crazy because we lost Pouncy. He's probably done for the career. Yeah. He's gonna have hip to have injury, a hip replacement. Right? So, you know, what's happened though is our left tackle that played all last year, Sam Tevi, because of our new offensive co- offensive line coach, um, Campen, who came from basically a storied career with the Green Bay Packers, with Brian Balaga coming with him. Right. It's totally changed the dynamic. And the big thing is we no longer have Phil standing in the pocket, having to you you know where he's Statue. all times
3: statue we got a moat
2: now these guys he can this our quarterbacks can take some of the pressure off some of these guys, so you know we'll see more as the, as it goes on but trey Turner like I love him like i'm really excited with his power and the amount of times we ran to the right side last game has a lot to do with the fact that he's starting so um it seemed like a little i think it was an ankle thing um or a slight knee thing um it happened the same day that Derwin went down, so we kind of got lost in the media right, that right. he had a little injury. Um, so that's kind of where it ended with him. But it feels like if we we lost Brian Belaga all game last last game, and he's day to day, so he'll probably be back this week from all accounts. So we're going to have our starting our starting team, and uh, so I think our offensive line is going to be it's going to be solid. We put up 180 rushing on uh, KC last week, so um, they're they're doing something right. The new coach, I, I got to give him a lot of credit.
3: Let's talk about those running backs. I mean, Anthony Lynn being the coach, a former running back, if I'm not right. mistaken. Yep. likes to Super Bowl the, winning. Yeah, the guy wants to run the ball. He wants to win with defense. He wants to win like the Panthers actually have won throughout their career as a team. Mm-hmm. We're a young team. But um, tell us a little bit about that running attack. Yeah,
4: so our two running backs, we have Austin Eckler, who is our undrafted kind of um stud this is awesome story. Yeah, just a <laughs> stud. He's our do everything kind of back. And this year we drafted kind of a under the radar Joshua Kelly out of UCLA. Uh he was our third round pick. Um, didn't we didn't, I mean, he just wasn't a I watched a lot of college football and he just wasn't covered a lot. UCLA was kind of crappy season. Uh, he was a junior college transfer. Um, so he's kind of been a grinder throughout his college career. He came in and man, they are. They are so. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a power back versus a a little bit of a scat back with Eckler, but they're very similar. It's almost like a you get a fresh guy doing the same similar role every play because um, when one come that that that's a difficult thing. Is um, there's no there's no way to there's no probability when one backs in last year. When Melvin Gordon was in. You know the what you know what's coming. You know what's going to be. You're going to get a run play. It's going to be downhill. There's not a, a whole lot of dynamic uh, play, playmaker ability. Why
3: is With he Josh, not a better pass? Pe- why, why is that? He seems like he should be the complete guy.
4: Melvin Gordon? Yeah. I don't know. He's just not good, and he fumbles the ball every five All seconds. All the time so. and on as many
2: <laughs> goal lines as possible. So Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, but we're not talking about him. That was just right, a comparison. Right. Uh, but Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler, are very, they have very similar skill sets. So you don't you don't there's not a hey, let's look at the stats when he's in what play do they run? They're very interchangeable. Um, so it's been really fun to watch. And Kelly's had a, it their stats now are, are very similar as well. I think Eckler's run for like 160 over two games and Kelly's 120. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're very, very um, interchangeable. So it's they've been exciting to watch and. There's been several times they get hit in the backfield. They're spinning out of tackles, getting yards after contact. Uh, they're very dynamic backs for sure. And I think one of the least um, the Chargers in general are very under um, publicized team, but they don't get the credit for what they do for sure.
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, is that it's early, right? Yep. And they don't get credit because you know. We in the past did they truly deserve a lot of credit at this point? there has been, it's kind right. of been a it's it start. It seemed like, and this is actually a good segue because we've talked about this defense that's the the linchpin of the team. Yep. And when you're a defensive team, having a complementary running game is the best thing you can have. A lot of times for the Panthers, we've had this in the past, but what we have missed. It's kind of the juice on the passing game. Now, Justin Herbert, obviously the rookie, but there's real talent at wide receiver. And this is the thing that the Panthers have not had. We've had Cam Newton, which is the rookie, the juice at quarterback, but we never truly had weapons with him. The Chargers have a great wide receiving core in a very quiet manner um, Keenan Allen, obviously one of the great best wide receivers in the league that just kind of seemingly continues to be a little under the radar, in my opinion, and how good he is mm-hmm. as well as Mike Williams. Right. I don't want to, yep. conf- right. Clemson guy right. who is arguably he's like Sammy Watkins type sensational but also like Sammy Watkins, struggle with injuries. Talk a little bit about that passing attack and those wide receivers. Where are Keenan Allen right now, Mike Williams, and a little bit about the health of those guys and who's the compliments to them as well?
2: So I think, you know, the big thing is Keenan Allen and Mike Williams had very interesting games week one and two. Um week one, Tyrod Taylor was throwing just kind of jump balls to Mike Williams all over the field. And he had an interview earlier on in the year and he called him he doesn't call them 50 50 balls when he throw them to Mike Williams, he calls them 80-20 balls. Yeah, that's what he called. I him. watched him, man. It was insane, dude. It was so the he, guy so that
3: you saw at Clemson.
2: Yeah, for sure. And he's still doing that. So last game was interesting because you know, I'm I'm thinking the rook the didn't he took a couple shots downfield, but it was more like quick you know intermediate passing and and Keenan thrived last week, and he put in some crazy middle of the field dimes for these wide receivers. So those guys are great, and we're seeing Hunter Henry start to thrive. And the injuries not I got to find some wood hasn't been an issue for our wide receivers as of late. And we just picked up some some great new guys. We got Joe Reed from uh, I believe West Virginia and University um, of Virginia. Yeah, Virginia and um, KJ Hill from the Ohio State. So we got a lot. We have a young receiving core, and I think it's just a matter of time before they start gelling and get getting their rhythm. You know, injuries—they don't have fill anymore.
3: Injuries have been problematic, right? Is Mike Williams struggled with injuries? Keenan Allen has not had an injury-free past in a way, but right, Hunter he just Henry. One st- Beginning
2: Hunter of his Henry. career, just like one season. Yeah. And he much.
3: missed it. But both of them actually. That's interesting. Your bet, your receivers both were riddled in the first year right away, right? Mike Williams, the yeah. same thing. But talk a little bit about Hunter Henry because just the tight end position, he also was stro- had some injuries too, as well as I believe. <laughs> yeah,
4: he's had some <laughs> crazy weird ones. Some bad ones, yeah. He, last season, he uh or two years ago when we made our playoff run, he broke his knee. <laughs> in the first couple of weeks his kneecap broke his name yeah how did he break yeah, it broke me. his kneecap yeah he found
2: his off of it or something
3: <laughs> was he, he on the half he, fight? he got
2: interviewed he didn't even know how it happened yeah. it's just it's just incredible. it's a fluke weird thing but he came yeah. back
4: yeah um but yeah that that it seems like every year our gm looks for those guys that have a little bit of an injury past to get some deals in the draft. Oh, why? I don't saying, know. Why would you but,
3: do that? That doesn't sound like I, a good it,
4: I, I don't know. He, but it seems like every year there's a guy You're Keenan in. Allen, Keenan Allen was a third round pick for us. We, we find right. these guys later on that he, he takes risks on some of that th- type of stuff, which um, doesn't always work out. But yeah, this year, as far as receiving health goes, I think, Unless they get hurt blocking, which majority of our offense is what they're going to be doing, um, it, it, they've they've been able to stay healthy so far. Mike Williams had a little shoulder thing in training camp, um, but yeah, they've all they've all, and now we have a little bit of depth. And that's been historically
3: receivers. his problem, though, right? Was the shoulder? Yeah, that's what's scary about yeah. it. I was yeah. worried about that, and that's kind of. I'm a big fan of him, and I saw how well he's played, but once you hear shoulder in him, you get concerned.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's always concern, and anyone can go down um anytime. Sure, it could be sure. Scotch Free and Christian McCaffrey, one of the best athletes in the league. Never miss the with game, and all goal. of a
3: sudden, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a man's game, and the injuries do happen. All right, so what are your just uh, – tell me what's on your mind about your team. I've asked you not every question I could think of. I could keep you here all night, but just like as you're going into this week, what's – kind of in the thoughts and minds of Charger fans?
2: I think the big one for us is the fact that Herbert's going to get a second round at this because there was talk at the beginning of the week that Tyrod was going to come back in and beat the starter again. And it's not that we don't want that. We just saw what happened week one and it wasn't the most exciting brand of football, honestly. Um, we, we, we grinded it out. So this week we grinded it out with our defense, but we were successful on offense. So I think generally our fan base is like, what can Herbert do? Like we're excited yes. to see you what he's capable. Do you think there was of.
3: any malpractice? I won't say malpractice. Not like uh, Tyrod Taylor's got a suit against. Dude, the there's Chargers. so many.
2: There's so many hypothetical things floating around, like conspiracy you, theories. You I you just, gotta it was say, it. He's right. the most. Tyrod Taylor is the most unlucky quarterback in the National Football League. He's always his first year starting for two different teams. They draft a quarterback in the first round. He gets hurt within the same mm-hmm. week. He got hurt the same week, two years apart. He's just the most unlucky human being on this planet. And I feel so sorry for him because I think he's a good quarterback. Do you You know? That's why uh, Anthony
3: uh, Lynn is so uh, kind of, I won't say dogmatic, but emphatic that Tyrod Taylor should be the starter if he wasn't
2: hurt. Yep. It's the turnover game, man. The whole year, all our coach is talking about is the turnover game. Don't turn over the ball don't turn I, I, over the ball. I do I think there's a
3: Philip part of it. Rivers, there, is it also what he is saying? Yeah,
2: there's, I think yeah. there's a little built up resentment from having, you know, inheriting <laughs> yeah. him for the last couple of years, but he's, he's changing the dynamic of our offense. Kyle, go ahead. sorry. Man.
4: No, it's okay. I was going to say, I do think there is something to everyone was questioning why Anthony Lynn came out and was so emphatic about if Tyrod's healthy, he's our quarterback. Justin's a yeah. backup for a reason. And we I learned think part of that. I think part of that was because we hurt yes Tyler taylor our medical yes, y'all you know, i think the, yeah he's yeah. He, he's an ex-player he doesn't he wouldn't want to throw his guy under the bus you know it's like dude we this guy didn't not lose the job lose your
3: it. job to injury in theory right, right. that's kind of and the rule of thumb and then when you cause the injury that it's does same yeah
2: it's a horror movie it's literally a horror movie it's, <laughs> yeah. You can't. you can't you can't write this stuff it's impossible yeah. like th- this is like a, a horror movie version of a football movie it's just yeah. hard to it's hard to get by uh, all, right. But, all
3: right but you know what is funny is that you're saying it's a horror movie when you actually might be the yeah. most optimistic you could be at this moment in theory it's, is that sucks, coming up it's
2: like this it's this yeah crazy like like sh- yin yang thing it's like this sucks but we found out who our new guy is but then we don't you want him to be yet two so and are watching him.
3: You're almost two and and0 yeah, you, you you get know, you rung the champs bell, bro. So yeah. it's not like you. There's got to be optimism surrounding this absolutely. team. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, there's yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. of
2: games left. There's a big seat. There's a lot more NFL road to travel, and we're not worried by any means yet. We're optimistic. No,
3: you have to be. In In fact, if I would have asked you if you would have been like this at you know six weeks ago. I think you're probably happier now than you expected to be. Not to say that you thought you were going to be bad, but this has got to be good feeling about this team. Have I missed? All right, so la, my last question, and then I'm going to turn the mic over to you guys. You can do whatever you yeah. want with the mic. But my last question is, What if you were the host of an opposing podcast like me, what question did I miss about the Chargers? What topic would you say, hey... This is the one you should have
4: th-
2: asked me about. Oh, it's a tough
3: mm.
4: question,
2: isn't it? That's a good question. Yeah, that's good. Who's my favorite person to follow on Instagram in terms of the players? Maybe because oh. I have some favorites. <laughs> all right, who's that? Um, I'm gonna have to go. with... I'm not
3: on Instagram. That's how that shows you how old I. Am. I mean, Dude, I. That's am, where but I, I get all my do...
2: player. The players are unfiltered there. That's where we're getting all the stuff. So. You know, I, there's some good guys on that. I think, uh, uh, Derwin James is my favorite. Like God. he's just very, give me, a just funny. He's Der- a good guy. I wanted
3: Derwin James Jersey, but I'm scared that he's not going to play a lot in the NFL. Um, what's the question I missed? Is it about
4: special teams? Is it about who is it? I, I think, um, I think one of the things that we as a fan base are still understanding is, um, our new offense in general. Um, it's completely different. It's so, different. Um, so as me. an opposing team, I think that that's what coordinators are still trying to figure out, especially going quarterback to quarterback. We have a first full year OC right now, Shane Steichen took over in the middle of last year. Where another did he year come old, from?
2: Another thirty he... year old, just like okay. he was with our, was, our, quarterback, was our coach. quarterback coach. Okay, yeah,
4: so he just got promoted up through the ranks with us. Um, but he took over a Phillip Rivers offense and and ran it ran it okay for the rest of that second half of last year. But this offseason, he developed a whole new scheme. We're running um, read options, which we obviously could never do with Phillip Rivers in the past. Um, Moving our pocket a lot with straight rollouts um, and a lot of more um, less power run game and more of a zone type scheme. Um, So our offense, it looks nothing like what we're used to. Um, And then the other thing is the aggressiveness of our play calls from Coach Lynn. Um, We went for it on fourth down several times last week. Um, he is a he's a very aggressive look for opportunities to take chances. He's not a sit back and let's see what happens type of a coach, which um, stirs up some controversy within our fan base of when he decides to do it. Um, but he's in a very aggressive um, looking for opportunities to take chances kind of a coach. So those, those are the two things that I think that the Panther fans um, should be aware of coming into the thing.
2: So oh, this is got- why Kyle is on our podcast cuz I give you a stupid answer like Instagram shit and Kyle gives you like proper football coach breakdowns. So that's Don't worry. this is why he's I... he's my little brother but In I will end. give him I will give him that he is he is the quality the quality when it tom- comes to football you, information. Hey,
4: we're just killing time so I could think of a real answer so I oh, exactly it. See that's you're I lucky got. Set you See- up bro
2: Yeah, that's exactly
4: right. You gave Kyle
3: time to think while you had to think on the fly. Here's a question from one person in the chat room. They asked this, is the Chargers, did they get just a new stadium? And what he means by this, I had to read the question several times to figure it out, and not because it was poorly written, but to understand what the meat of it is. Is Are they just in a new home now, or did they get their place to play? And what he means is, like, are you sharing a joint – or is it your joint now?
2: It feels to me, Kyle. You should weigh in on this too. But it feels to me like it's our place. It doesn't it's, feel to you, me like this. La is the people stadium. are so
3: fickle. You got to go back to San Diego. It's it, the I worst guarantee thing. You
2: nah, it's just not going to happen, man. They, I know the, it's our, not going to happen. We lived but it, dude. We're from La there. is
3: we're, terrible for football. Well,
2: yeah, the but, thing is, San Diego's not the best either. And the problem okay. we have because the weather, with weather getting, is beautiful. With, the problem we yeah. had with all of it was that we could not get the local government to get us funded, to get a stadium. They yeah. blew it. And we tried for, I would say at least 10 years to get that done. And then we got to the final minute where our, our ownership was like, all right guys, we're out. Cause this is too much. And they like tried to scramble and make it a PR thing. Like we were leaving them, but it was a 10 year process. And this is where it is now. And I'm loving this right now because there were a lot of salties from a lot of bad years of being a San Diego Chargers fan. We're getting a new breed of fan now. We're getting young kids are talking to us. There's a whole new group of people coming and jumping on board with us. So that's what we need. Everyone, the big joke is that we don't have a fan base and we're going to get overwhelmed by other fans. Yeah, we are until we start building 50 start million building
3: Los Angeles, right? Or whatever it is. It's hey, all 90
4: it's
2: it's 90- minute drive.
4: But the, the ratings this last weekend, as far as who was watching what, we out, we outrated the Laker game. We outrated the Rams game. We outrated the Emmys. So people are, are interested, whether it was from Hard Knocks or whatnot. But people are interested in Charger football, and we were playing the Chiefs. But I, I think it is our home. I think are that they, you could see it in – Go that,
3: ahead. No, keep going. No, I'm sorry to interrupt. You were hitting your sweet spot, bro.
4: That's okay. I was saying, I think that you watch the energy that our team played with last week, they feel like it's their home. They came out ready to to – to fire away when we were playing at at whatever they call it now, Let's Home Depot Center, stadium, the soccer sta- Yeah, whatever it was called. Um that you could just tell, like we just didn't like playing there. The, the, the fa- there was only thirty thousand seats, so the opposing team wants to come to LA for their one road game. So they all come to LA and then we were overwhelmed by 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 the tickets
2: were cost was insane to go to those games because there were so few seats. So yeah. you, it's hard to maintain – you know, you can't get guys that really want to go to the game but can't afford it. Sorry, guys.
4: Yeah. No, that's okay. So, yeah, I think that we did find our home. I think that's the way that the players feel for sure. I like that. And you know what
3: is it, it was a good question. You guys had good answers. The la- the Just to follow up on it, are they allowing people in the stadium there or is it no fans right now? Man, None Southern California in yeah, general, like every, most, everything in California yeah, is on it's no. show.
2: No fun yep. shutdown uh,
3: in California. No fun yeah. shutdown. All right, so I'm from the southeast and like it's like we are the opposite. But and actually yeah. our governor's not that way, but the people are that way. When do you wanna do you wanna go are you guys gonna make when they open it up, are you ready to go to a game? You we fly? already have oh, yeah.
2: we already had tickets ready to go for two of the games and we just think. Nice. They that. And yeah. our podcast all over the country. It's I'm in Missouri for work. Pulled me out to Missouri. Our other co-host is in Idaho, and we were all going to fly in and meet in LA and go to our new stadium. But that's just going to have to wait. All right, the mic's yours now. I have a question because the big thing that I want to know um, about, I feel confident about a lot of areas on our team. I want to know what's up with your secondary because I like I never watch um, Panther games. I just never sure. see them. Sure. So can you kind of break us down on what? the panther secondary is like all right it's terrible
3: (laughs) and when i say terrible is this is that first we have a bunch of no names we've let go we don't have any guys to that we've tried to build around the number one corner right now is dante jackson who is a third year player out of lsu don't quote it's i think i'm pretty sure it's lsu somewhere around he is five nine he weighs 178 pounds, soaking wet. He runs like the wind, slightly undisciplined, actually, largely undisciplined, instinctual player, pretty good. But he just, no matter his speed and all of this, he's not going to be able to match up with big boys that can run just as fast. I mean, he, he'll be there. He'll be there. But how can you be, how can, if somebody can run closest to your speed, And they're four inches taller than you and 50 pounds or 40 pounds more than you, really. I mean, that's what it feels like. You can't build around a midget. He is the only guy. We got Justin Burris, who is a safety out of Cleveland, who uh, played 10 games. We don't know much about him. We've got Trey Boston, who was originally drafted by the Panthers, Oh wait a second! Who's the you've heard we his name. We had Trey Boston
2: for a hot minute. Yeah, I remember yeah. that name.
3: So Trey Boston can't tackle. That's his problem. He's kind of a ball hawk. He's when I won't say a ball hawk. He's not a ball hawk. Like he's just like this fire, a guy that can snag everything. What he is is he's a guy that can play well when other guys are very or good around him. So like he's not the worst. He's not good. that's uh, ultimately his best season with was with you guys and I think that largely had to do with the defensive front that you guys had at the moment and I mean it's not a knock on him We're, we're glad he's here in a way he can't tackle ultimately the secondary is a problem we all understood this we know this we don't have the horses and the talent sadly it's not been as bad as we thought the other places are worse. So the like, I right. mean, like I want to shit on the secondary. I do. I want to be like, gosh, they're fucking terrible. Uh, we got tw- I, oh, here's another one. Here's one other thing is uh, basic. We went into the season starting Dante Jackson, who was in the doghouse with the original coaching staff, right? His third year, two years with the Rivera staff. They benched him because of his kind of attitude. Not I won't say attitude. It's not like he's like I'm a jerk, but his kind of loose play, you know what I'm saying, it's just not, not fundamental. Sure. He he's like counts on the speed so much. So then we we have him, the new coaching staff says he's our guy number 1. Number two, Troy prime Jr., who is a fourth round pick, who is also a midget, very small. Not, I mean midget, but very small. They're undersized L- guys.
2: LP, LP man, little person. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. Person.
3: They're they're undersized. So uh, anyway, Dante Jackson gets a, he gets a little hiccup a flat tire his first week. He gets a an ankle, but he comes back in week two, plays very well. Arguably, I have one big problem with him in in week two. But we signed Rasul Douglas that the that the Eagles dropped, and he's our bigger guy now, and this guy came in on Wednesday and started on Sunday and played the entire game um so like don't fear our secondary, but I am pleasantly surprised how they've played with not much
4: got it got it my so my you, question going yeah, no no, I was just gonna say um. My qu- my only question is, what do you think the final score is going to be? What's your prediction of the outcome? Hmm.
3: Tough. I thought the Panthers. Uh, all right, so the Panthers have a competent offense, right? Like T- I mean, Teddy like,
2: Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's a um, good quarterback. Careful on this. Podcast. I think he's a good quarterback. He's- he, he so has that one screen his- last week where he threw it like fifteen, I know. twenty or oh, thirty. He, a- he had a
3: bad week last week. He's competent in so many ways, except for we miss Cam. We you go see Cam yeah. do what he did in Seattle and right. we're all crying yeah. about our ex girlfriend. And look, we're Cam dudes. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, I bought my wife bought me a Cam jersey before when, the day he was drafted. And like she gave it to me before he played a game. It's wonder like he's our guy from the beginning. So we have spent Eight years defending Cam against the haters, and now everybody loves him and I've been telling everybody he is what he is, but uh yeah, Teddy's okay right is that Teddy is what they brought him in to be, except for last week he wasn't right is Got we it. brought him in to be i won't i don't want to call him a game manager because that's kind of an it's an insult, right is that we brought him in to be very competent to not turn the football over and to give us a chance to win. Last week, he was not able to do that. He turned the ball over several times, two interceptions, a fumble. And then we had Robbie Anderson, who is our best, is a great offensive player. He's a baller. He's the skinny as shit. He's so skinny. Yeah. It is crazy how skinny he is. But he's a baller. I have generally said this, is that the Panthers can hang with people when it comes to points. Not win, but put some points up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Making we're not going to get. Getting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I wanted to be. Christian McCaffrey out, causes some problems. Y'all's defense causes us some problems. Our offensive line is actually better than it's probably been in the last six years, which is strange. I don't know. I don't think this game is a giant score. Yeah. i i I've, i do feel like this is you guys have some things that can really cause us some problems we're not gonna good against the run so what does that mean is that means the clock runs and runs and runs right and yeah, so i think you guys um you know i don't think it's gonna be low scoring but i don't think it's gonna be a shootout you know i mean we're talking 27 17. 24, you know, twenty four fourteen type of game. Somewhere in there is – but I do think um, you guys are going to try to win with defense and run the ball, putting Justin Herbert in good positions. Maybe you blow it up. Maybe you do. I don't expect us to – that's kind of what I think. I won't say low scoring, but I don't expect it to be high scoring.
2: Got it. Well, hey man, I just want to thank you for having us on. We really, really appreciate you reaching out and extending the olive branch and it's been Dude, really a really awesome. I wish we I wish we played more frequently. I wish we hey, could come on here we'll more see often. See in five years. Yeah, yeah. see you in five years for sure.
3: <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. As look, is don't uh, do you guys just, look, we just football fans having fun, right?
2: You know yeah, it, man. You know it.
3: All right. Tell our fans where they can find you guys because they will, they're, they're going to tell them, get them, get them on that Twitter feed and they're going to be nice. They're going to be, I mean, they might get Olivia a little, little Johnson, but no, nah, I And mean, that's, that's what
2: Sunday yeah, Twitter's for, what, man. Yeah, really yeah, shit, yeah, huh? yeah, exactly. Uh, tell them where they can find charger you. chat, charger chat pod on Twitter. Um, we are um, charger chat podcast on YouTube. We've, we've produced a lot of videos and fun edits and stuff. Um, you can find us on Instagram at charger chat podcast. So it's just, yeah. If you want to come, shoot the shit this sunday where we'll be there
3: all right that's kyle and kevin from the charger chat podcast we guys i had a blast talking about it i'm gonna uh, go eat some chinese tank out that my wife ordered it's Deal. late yeah, and so let's go hey go panthers uh good luck on sunday
0: this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding